My name is Dwayne V. Edwards. I'm 49 years old, and I hail in out of uh, Fort Worth, Texas. <clears throat> when I uh, thought about a podcast, uh, for a long time, I had been thinking about public speaking, and I uh, didn't have the uh, avenues to get around into public speaking. I spoke at a couple of YMCA's back in 2003 uh, when I was a younger man. Not that I'm an old guy, I'm 49 now, but I was a little younger then when I spoke to those guys at the YMCA over here on Barry in Fort Worth, and it was a wonderful experience before the uh, YMCA closed down, and I never got a chance to do it again. So uh, this particular format is uh, what I'm going to be doing here. And it's not just about uh, young men. It's, it's just about life in general. Because when you look around today, I have a 16-year-old son. Um, I have a responsibility to my son, and I have a responsibility to other young men um, that surround me to nurture them and to possibly teach them the best that I can from what I have in my tool chest. And the wonderful thing about that is, is that this is something that I want to do. Uh, I, this is something that I do. I don't even make no money from it, man. And it's just a wonderful thing uh, to be able to nurture these guys, man. Because when I was growing up, uh, I didn't have any males in my life. You know what I mean? And the males that I did have in my life uh, were present and absent at the same time. You know, they were standing right there in front of me, but they were absent at the same time because the women manipulated them and emasculated the men that I seen in my life, and they didn't even have a voice. You know, the women just tell them to go in the back and be quiet, and they just go in the back and be quiet just to keep the peace. And for me, that just wasn't, you know, something that I was uh, willing to do because I knew I had a voice and I knew that uh, when you speak about manhood, uh, you, your voice has to be heard because once a man's voice is silenced, he's, he's no good anymore. You know what I mean? Since I was a young man, I watched my mom and my aunts emasculate the men that was around me and they would always call me defiant because I didn't agree with that. Uh, I, I had something to say, you know what I mean? And uh, many times I would take a ass whooping uh, to verbalize that, you know what I mean? And as I began to get older, you know what I mean? I, I verbalized it more and more because I would sit around and my stepfather would be so emasculated himself by my mom, he wouldn't even talk to her. He would come outside and tell me his issue. And I thought that was quite weak for a man, and I thought it was quite lame because uh, this is somebody who was supposed to be a teacher for me. And if you're supposed to be a teacher for me, how are you coming out and talking to me about my mom to me and you supposed to be teaching me how to navigate these certain circumstances in life you know and I, I watched my mom manipulate him and, and I watched him just just sit back quietly like a little puppy and just go sit down you know what I'm saying with misery in his face because he wasn't man enough to speak up and take his rightful position you know what I mean and and uh, that's something that I've seen uh, throughout my life you know it's a, it's a cold-blooded thing 
to watch somebody married to somebody who they don't even respect as a man. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be derogatory, man. I'm just telling you the realities of life, man. And, and, and this is what I had to grow up and begin to understand because when you watch a man emasculated and watch the man be silenced and, and, and my mom used to take me over to another guy's house for him to try to nurture me and, 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 and that was the crazy part because I was always thinking like now if this is your husband here why are you taking me sneaking not taking me but sneaking me over to another man's house to be nurtured by another man if you don't respect the man that you're married to enough to nurture your children and you know that he don't have the qualifications to nurture your children the way they need to be nurtured why are you married to him and then i realized that she was just married to him for chandeliers and to get her little trinkets in her house and all that because she didn't have respect for the man her damn self you know, and it was another facet to that because she wanted you to respect the man that she didn't respect. You know what I mean? And you have to look at the psychology behind that man because that was very confusing for me as a young man to watch a man, to watch a, a male be emasculated by a female. You understand me? <clears throat> and then you understand he ended up pouting to me about his own self being emasculated. And then he he going to try. How are you going to try to? <clears throat> Uh, 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 discipline me and try to teach me about manhood and you're not even a man yourself. The only way you're a man is when you drink and when you get drunk. Then you get drunk, you go out in the street and the, the neighbor's kids whoop your ass. You understand me? And, and then you go in the house and hide. You understand me? Because you're a drunk, a slush head and the neighbor's unkicked your ass. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and it's just a it's just a crazy thing to see, man. It's a crazy thing to see, man, because you know you're a kid, and you looking at this situation, and you're like, how am I gonna respect somebody that my mama don't even respect, and then how how why would I respect somebody that she don't even respect enough to nurture her own son? You know what I mean? I used to watch my mom run up down the street, man, and try to get me in the nurture me, and then here her husband is in the house, you know, and she would get in the car and say, he act just like a little kid, and then she get out the car and gonna tell you to respect him. You see that shit? It, it's crazy. It's crazy. You know, even even when I was a young man, my cousin tried to molest me and stick his dick in my ass, you know, and, and it was many years before <clears throat> I um, went and told my mom about it because as I was a kid, I never felt uh, protected. I never felt I had a home because I never was told I, I was loved. My mother never, my mother, my step-pop, nobody in the house ever told me or my sister that we were loved. But the crazy thing is they would kiss each other and tell each other that they love each other, but they never told the kids that. You know what I mean? It, that, that's the kind of fucked up dynamics that I grew up in. You know what I'm saying? And my mom would call me punks and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a girlfriend would cry because my girlfriend would break up with me. She called herself making me tough. You see what I'm saying? And not knowing, you see what I'm saying, that you break a person's emotions and, 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 and their self-esteem like that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and it was just crazy, man. It was just crazy, man. And the thing about it is, for me, the, the, I, 
as the years pass on, you know, that dynamic began to trickle down to my nephew and my nieces, man. And it began to affect, you could see it began to affect the other parts of the family, man. And I began to speak up about it. And like I say, you know, I would be called defiant <clears throat> because I spoke up about it. And I began to become very angry, you know, uh, because I was confused. You know, because, you know, back in the old days, they try to tell you you don't speak up. You know, if you speak, you're talking back and stuff like that. So I was always confused, man, and I was angry because, you know, in my house, here, yeah, you motherfuckers start an argument behind a damn 12-ounce Coca-Cola. That's what I used to, that's what I was telling my daughter's mother. I said, it was crazy, man. Motherfucker arguing behind a goddamn can of Coke. The whole motherfucking house would blow up because you drank a fucking can of Coke. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it was just fucking crazy, man. Yeah, and this is, whew. You know, after many times, you know, I found myself uh, wondering, you know, about this particular situation as a young man. Uh, I began to branch out, you know, into the street, man. Um, I began to uh, seek out, you know, uh, relationships, you know, with other males, man, to try to get away from the things that I was around, you know what I'm saying, at my mother's home, you know, because it was never pleasant. You know, you, you never had no peace <clears throat> around there because it was always something. And it was always to the degree to where everybody in the house had to respect her husband that she didn't respect, but he didn't respect everybody in the house. This gentleman would call the, the nieces, I'm talking about call his own grandkids, bitches and hoes and all that old kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? This fool-ass motherfucker go outside and pull a gun on the neighbor's kids, the Hispanics next door, you understand? He pull a gun on the neighbor's kids, and then when they call the police, my mother go in the house, because he, he, he in the house drunk. My mother go in the house, you see what I'm saying, and switch the guns out with a BB gun, and when the police get there, she show him a BB gun, you see what I'm saying, <clears throat> so he wouldn't go to jail. But when you, when she, but, but she can't understand the dynamics when you try to explain to her, now how are you going to try to hold somebody accountable for something that they did? And every time that your husband do something, you lie for him and make excuse for him. See, that's why he get his ass whooped, and that's why he a lame motherfucker. You see what I'm saying? Because you don't never let him go there for his consequences. See, when a man don't have to be accountable for himself and his consequences, that's what you get. You get a bitch-ass motherfucker. You see what I'm saying? And that's with all due respect because it's just the reality. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and that's the thing. When you find a bitch-ass motherfucker, see, he get mad at you because you a stand-up guy. You see? And that's the dynamics that was in my house. You see what I'm saying? You know? And, and, and uh, it, it just, it's just one of them things. You know? And as, as, as I got older, you know, I began to get incarcerated. You know, I got, man, locked up, man. I, w I was in the um, care unit. You know, I got on drugs, man. I sniffed paint and heroin and cocaine. You understand? I, man, we used to smoke crack by the bags, by the $1,200 bags, smoking blow squabs with them cool filter king. Man, I used to huff that motherfucking paint. You understand me? Because, you know, man, I got out in them streets, and, man, you know, shit. Boy, we was out there in them games, man, and we were hustlers, man, you know? And man, we would ride on your ass. Do you hear me? <clears throat> and it wasn't nothing to brag about because it was all stupidity and ignorance. 
you know, as I got older, man, I began to realize that. But, you know, you have to go through what you have to go through, man, when you don't have that guidance, man, you know. And, uh, man, it was it was just a rough ride, man, because I went to prison, you know, a couple of times, man, you know. And there's nothing to brag about, but I learned so much. Because you could take a dire situation, man, and I, I have to say that, man, you know, because God could take a situation, man, and make a situation all right, man. And that's that's what I have to think about today is that I still have my right mind. You know what I mean? My motherfucking mind is right. You know, after all the despair I went through, you know what I'm saying? My mind is right. And even right now today, my nephew, you know what I mean, uh, Brandon, he's uh up in Atlanta, in Georgia, you know what I mean? The young brother, you know, is up that way. He went to Fort Valley State University and doing his thing, man. And, uh, you know, he was talking to me. Me and him and my niece uh, was talking, man, Tradice. We was talking, man, the other day. And uh, Tradice was confused because she was a young lady and she's still learning, you know, because she's in Houston now with her daughter, you know what I mean? And she was learning about men. And she couldn't understand because my nephew and my mom and my mom and me and my sister, you know, we don't have a relationship because you can't have a relationship with a motherfucker that's one-sided because in their mind, they so used to emasculating men that they think every motherfucking man going to put up with that bullshit. And then when you don't put up with that bullshit, you understand they want to call you defiant. You see what I'm saying? They won't call you a Muslim. You 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 militant. You know what I mean? Because you don't allow them to talk to you any kind of way. Because, see, they so used to talking to my pops and them, my stepdad and them like that, and they so used to talking down to men like that. When you don't let them talk to you like that, they think something wrong with you. Because, see, they hadn't had the opportunity. You see what I'm saying? To meet a man that's going to hold their ass to the fire, you understand me, and be himself. And going to run his household as a man, not to overrule, but to be the man of his castle. You see what I'm saying? And 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 let her know when she need to get her ass somewhere and sit her monkey ass down. You see what I'm saying? Because sometimes she might have to tell you to get your monkey ass somewhere and sit down. And with all due respect from both sides, yeah, that motherfucker shit got to be respected. But it ain't going to be no situation to where no motherfucker going to come and overrule my home. You understand me? And I'm going to be the man of my home. I'm going to pay my bill and then another motherfucker gonna come in my house and run my house. You got me fucked up. You see what I'm saying? You know? And that's just one of them things that I seen when I was younger, man. It was, it was, this shit was just crazy. And it's like that right now today. Motherfucker, you understand me, come over and fix the house. You see what I'm saying? Every time motherfucker come fix the house, they get fucked out of their money because he ain't man enough to get up and come be the man of the house and talk to the repairman and all that. So my mother tried to be the man and she goddamn get fucked out of her money every time. You understand? And they so lame and so weak about it, you understand me, that they just give away their money. You see what I'm saying? Because they ain't going to challenge. You see, that, that's what emasculation do. It weakens the whole house. Because when it's not a man in the house to stand up, that's what happens. Everybody in the house become weak motherfuckers and cowards. You see what I'm saying? Because everybody don't do nothing manly. Everybody do shit like a bitch. You see what I'm saying? And that ain't how it's supposed to be. You see what I'm saying? Because the motherfucker come over my house and do some work on my house. 
when that motherfucker don't finish their work, that's my job to challenge that and make sure that their work is complete. You understand me? Because when you just let a motherfucker walk off with your money, you see what I'm saying? They're going to continue to keep walking off with your motherfucking money. You see what I'm saying? That's what I experienced in my house with my family. You see what I'm saying? Because, you oh no, we don't go fight. But you ain't going to go fight no stranger. That was the key point. You're not going to go challenge a stranger, but my own motherfucking mama called my motherfucking nephew college. You see what I'm saying? Because he borrowed $1,000. She called a man college, you see what I'm saying, and told the motherfucking people at the college, the administrator, that he owed her money and she wanted her money. I was so shocked, you see what I'm saying, at how lame that was. But now you're going to call your nephew, your grandson college, but you're not going to challenge a stranger to $25,000 that he fucked you out of for remodeling your house. And your house still ain't right. You see what I'm saying? But you're going you, you to fuck with somebody that you know you can. Hopefully they don't call you no issue, but you ain't going to fuck with nobody going to call you no fight. That's cowardice. And see, that's what happens when you're a weak man. When you're a weak woman and a weak man, when you're a weak a woman and marry a weak-ass man, you're going to become a weak motherfucker yourself. You understand? That's just the reality of what it is. You know? And I, I, I just wasn't that kind of person. I just wasn't that kind of person. And if, and out of all these years, it took, man, uh, a lot of pain. It took a lot of pain, man, and it took a lot of growth for me to step away because this particular dynamic was a dynamic that was played out way before me. My dad and his family, my dad was done the same way, man. His sisters and them used to cuss him out, call his wives, you see what I'm saying, negative with that negative, he this, he that, you understand? But I've always noticed, a motherfucker always talking negative about somebody else and don't never highlight themselves. You see what I'm saying? Don't never talk about themselves, but they always got their motherfucking finger pointed at somebody else with some negative shit. That's, that's, that give you a red flag to watch out for that motherfucker. You see what I mean? And that's something that I, myself, you, I use myself as a tool for my shortcomings, hopefully that somebody else can heal. Because of all I've seen in prison and about all I've seen in my 49 years, you understand, man, it's been amazing, man. And who I am today, the man who I am today, all of those experiences made me, you understand, because it wasn't my stepfather or it wasn't the man named Bobby that my mother used to sneak me over his house because he liked her and he was sweet on her. That motherfucking nigga wasn't trying to nurture me. He was trying to fuck my mama. You know what I mean? And she knew that just like I knew that. You see what I'm saying? And motherfucker would get mad when I was said. You see what I'm saying? Because you supposed to be stupid. But, you know, I've never been the type that I could hold myself because I wasn't stupid. I knew I had something to say. And it was the truth. And that's the most powerful dynamic that I've ever seen is truth, man. But in today's society, everybody just lie, 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 lie. But when you tell the truth, motherfucker, get mad. And I don't give a fuck. You see what I'm saying? Get mad, motherfucker, but I'm going to tell you the truth. That's just the reality of what it is. You see what I'm saying? Because ain't no motherfucker going to run me over, you know? I've been on dialysis since 2004 when I was in federal prison, man. You know what I mean? I come home from motherfucking prison, you understand? I, I'm, I'm, I'm on dialysis right now. I go to dialysis three times a motherfucking week. You understand? For four hours each motherfucking time, you understand? And it ain't nothing but the grace of God, you know, that I'm talking about. I'm still stepping. You understand? I work hard. My mind is strong. My spirit is strong. You see what I'm saying? I sleep in my motherfucking truck. You understand? Because I've been homeless for a minute. 
because, you know, you can overextend yourself, you know, and that's what I did because when you hadn't been nurtured properly, you know, you overextend yourself sometimes trying to be to other people what they, what they want, but you ne neglecting yourself, you know what I'm saying? So I found myself, you know, homeless, man, and I started my own business, you know, in my truck, man, and you know what I'm saying? Ain't no motherfucking crying, you understand, but this is just the reality. This is where I sleep at in my truck. I go to dialysis. You see what I'm saying? Four hours. I have to go to work at night. You see what I'm saying? And I get up and do my, I cut yards in the daytime. You see, and some days, you know what I'm saying? I don't have, you see what I'm saying, something to eat. You know, I've been sleeping in this motherfucker. I sleep in the heat. You know, I, I have to, you know, keep the truck running all night because it's so motherfucking humid. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers sweat to death at nighttime, you know? And I'm just thankful that God blessed me with the revenue to be able to keep the damn truck running because some days I get off dialysis, I be so tired and disheveled from my dialysis treatment, you know what I'm saying, that it's hard to survive, you know? And then, you know, I ain't no motherfucker. I'm a man about mine. So whatever I got to do to survive, that's what I'm going to do, you know? I, I'm not no motherfucker going to whine, you know, and that's a crazy part because I never had, I, I, I talked to my kid's mother many times, and I've never had a family to where a motherfucker going to uh, uh, open their door and let you come in and sleep, you understand me? And that, that was a, that, that's a whole nother motherfucking diamond because now the kid, you couldn't go to your own mama house and sleep, you understand me? But she had let her husband's motherfucking family come and stay for months on end. You know what I mean? Let him, let him, let her, I'm talking about any time they get ready, you know, to keep her relationship good with him. And once again, this is a motherfucker she don't even respect. You see what I'm saying? And that just show you, man, even going all the way back, you see what I mean? When you think about uh, childhood dynamics, you see what I mean? You go all the way back, man, and you make an excuse for a grown man to where he's not accountable pulling guns on kids you see what I'm saying? And and you can see all of that come up right now because, you know, if you, uh, man, it's, it's, it's deep. You know what I'm saying? It's deep, man. It's deep. And it's not anything negative. I have to tell my niece and nephews all the time that when I'm talking to them that we ain't talking, having no conversation to point fingers at somebody and bring negativity. We're we seeking understanding because this particular understanding has to be sought out and it has to be brought to the forefront in order to release it and grow from it. And if you don't be honest about it, and if you don't tell the truth about it and constantly deceive yourself just because of a title that somebody holds, you'll never free yourself. You know what I mean? Because, man, you have to be honest, man. You have to be honest, man. You know, when I told my mom that my cousin tried to fuck me in the ass, she, she told me to get over it. She didn't even ask him, ask no question. She didn't go to Miami, didn't ask, did he get the Dwayne, give him a lesson, didn't say, why you motherfucker try to let my son? She just let, she just told me to get over and brush it under the rug and went on about her business. You know what I'm saying? How in the fuck is a motherfucking kid supposed to be a safe, how is a kid supposed to feel safe in that kind of environment when a motherfucker try to stick their dick in your ass and then you go tell a motherfucker, the motherfucker so cowardly, a motherfucker tell you to just get over it. And, but that was the dynamics that I live with. And those dynamics made me the man that I am today, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm proud of who i become to be. Because I still have my mind. I'm a nurturing dad. And I'm a father. You see what I'm saying? I try to keep in contact with my babies. Uh, I'm not 100, you know what I'm saying, on everything I'm trying to build. 
You know what I'm saying? To make sure that they have something that I didn't have. And most of all, love and nurturing. You know what I mean? Because the material things, you know what I'm saying, is one thing, but to be emotionally stable and to know that you're loved, you see what I'm saying, is most important to me because that's what I did not have. You see what I mean? And I miss that even now today. When I was a young man, I never even got a motherfucking hug from my mom. You see what I'm saying? Never, man. That's square business, man. You know, I would sit back and just, you know, watch her hug her husband, but she never hugged me and my sister, you know? And, you know, it would just be criticism, you know, but we made it out, you know? And I don't, I don't, I just, I just wanted to have a conversation, you know? And it's not negative because I feel that when the conversation is had, it's just like Miss Yana Van Zandt, or just like having a conversation with Oprah or some man and just open dialogue, you know what I mean? Because a motherfucker have to heal from that shit, man, you know? And then, begin, shit, fuck that dumb shit, you know what I'm saying? Motherfucker, if I need some counseling, man, somebody counsel me, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't give a damn, let's lay down on the table and let's get this counseling thing on, man, you know what I'm saying? Because I want to be whole for my children. You know, when I talk to my son, I have to explain to my son, you know what I'm saying? The son, you got to be able to die by something to live in this motherfucker, you know what I mean? Because you just can't be no motherfucker walking around like these dumb asses with their pants hanging off their motherfucking ass with the crack of their ass showing. You see what I'm saying? And think something manly about that. My son, don't even my son know I don't play that shit. You see what I'm saying? Better pull your motherfucking pants up and show some respect about yourself. Cause whoever in the fuck told them dumb asses that that was cool, they, they just don't know how pathetic with a sweat crack, a sweat or a crease up the crack of your ass with your pants hanging down. Then you get mad if somebody come pull your drawers down and fuck you in the ass like a bitch. And see, that's what they need is somebody to stick their motherfucking finger in the ass because they already got your whole ass hanging out. You see what I'm saying? They get one of them old booty bandits. You see what I'm saying? Respect to them. You know what I'm saying? I'll do respect to the booty bandits. You understand me? And them booty juice drinkers. You understand me? They see a couple of them motherfuckers and the motherfuckers snatch their draw down there and fuck them in the ass see then they think a motherfucker done them wrong but you walking around you understand me show you showing your ass you understand me and walking around displaying your butt cheeks to grown motherfucking men with your booty hanging all out you understand me and think something cool about it ain't a motherfucking thing cool about that shit I have to tell my son that and I'm glad I have to nurture him and see this is what this conversation is about is about the nurturing of man and see all the shit I'm talking about is just 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 dynamics in between that if they not properly handle, you see what I'm saying, could cause great goddamn me grief. You see what I mean? And that's just the reality, man. You know, my son, I ain't never seen my son with his motherfucking ass hanging out, and I bet I never seen him with his ass hanging out, because I kick the line out of his motherfucking ass. You see what I'm saying? Because it's just not classy. I teach my son, I teach my nephew. That go, And I'm not just talking about my son. I'm talking about my motherfucking nephew, Brandon. Do you understand? Brandon is going on thirties now, and he ain't he don't fuck around like that because that's not how his uncle Wayne taught him. And I want you to understand that didn't no man teach me? The Holy Spirit taught me. You see what I'm saying? The motherfuckers in the street that were men taught me. Motherfuckers who was in prison taught me. Hell, it was a man in prison that taught me to love myself. His name was John Lee. He called him Chili Mac out of Oklahoma City. You understand? I met him in 06. You understand me? I met him. Hold up. I met him in 05 in Springfield, Missouri Medical Center in prison after I had a surgery to get on dialysis. They, they shipped me from um, Beaumont, Texas. 
You understand? They shipped me from Beaumont, Texas, and I went up to Springfield, Missouri on a, on a, on a Cessna jet. You understand? And I uh, started my sentence up there. You understand? And, and uh, the motherfucker, the motherfucker, so cold up there. They had, they didn't even have a street called Martin Luther King to somewhere like 06, man. You know what I mean? It's just crazy, man. The dynamics of life. You know, but once again, you know, my son. You know, when I look at him, I'm so proud because he he walks with his clothes up. He got class, and that's for my nephew too. Because, see, they don't have the opportunity. They see it around them, but they know the man that was before them. They know the man, Uncle Wayne, and they know Daddy don't play that shit. You see what I'm saying? Let me catch one of you niggas fucking with you. I, would, and I ain't worried about seeing now one with their pants hanging off their head because they got better sense than that. They got more class than that because that's what I handed down to them as a man because that was my job. That's what I'm talking about right now. That was my job to nurture them and to let them know, man, that's dumb shit. You understand? It take a motherfucker to have independent thinking processes and skills. You see what I'm saying? To be man enough and have enough courage not to be a follower and be a dumbass and walk around with your pants hanging off your motherfucking ass. You understand? In a bar embarrassment to your whole goddamn family. You know what I mean? A grown-ass man with his motherfucker with gray hairs in his goddamn head with his pants hanging off his motherfucking ass with his ass cracked showing. You know what I mean? If I was his woman, I wouldn't even walk out the house with the sorry motherfucker. You see what I'm saying? Because if a motherfucker ain't got no more respect than that than to show his ass and then gonna call himself man and get mad if a motherfucker whistle at him because his booty cheeks out, you understand me? Well, I don't nobody give a damn because you the motherfucker that's displaying your ass. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, it is what it is. Shit. My name is Dwayne Edwards. I'm starting my own podcast because I wanted to have a conversation uh, about uh, family dynamics and uh, manhood, rites of passage and being an African-American man in this society. Being that I'm... Uh, 49 years old and uh, had a pretty up and down lifestyle uh, I thought that it would be a wonderful thing to bring uh, this particular conversation to the forefront because as a young man uh, I didn't have uh, the proper nurturing in manhood so I have to continue to learn as I grow and as I mature uh, in my everyday life even with my kids I grow with my kids in many ways uh, being uh, that uh, who I am, uh, I am thankful. Uh, I'm dialysis patient, uh, 18 years. You know, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I continue to try to uh, start our businesses. I got into lawn care, into uh, property, exterior property portering, and I continue to learn about that. And uh, it's always a wonderful uh, growing process. My name is Dwayne V. Edwards. I'm 49 years old, and I hail in out of uh, Fort Worth, Texas. <clears throat> when I uh, thought about a podcast, uh, for a long time, I had been thinking about public speaking, and I uh, didn't have the uh, avenues to get around into public speaking. I spoke at a couple of YMCA's, back in 2003 uh, when I was a younger man not that I'm an old guy I'm 49 now 
but I was a little younger then when I spoke to those guys at the YMCA over here on Barry in Fort Worth, and it was a wonderful experience before the uh, YMCA closed down, and I never got a chance to do it again. So uh, this particular format is uh, what I'm going to be doing here. And it's not just about uh, young men. It's, it's just about life in general, because when you look around today, I have a 16-year-old son. Um, I have a responsibility to my son, and I have a responsibility to other young men um, that surround me to nurture them and to possibly teach them the best that I can from what I have in my tool chest. And the wonderful thing about that is, is that this is something that I want to do. Uh, I, this is something that I do. I don't even make no money from it, man. And it's just a wonderful thing uh, to be able to nurture these guys, man. Because when I was growing up, uh, I didn't have any males in my life. You know what I mean? And the males that I did have in my life uh, were present and absent at the same time. You know, they were standing right there in front of them, but they were absent at the same time because the women manipulated them and emasculated the men that I seen in my life, and they didn't even have a voice. You know, the women just tell them to go in the back and be quiet, and they just go in the back and be quiet just to keep the peace. And for me, that just wasn't, you know, something that I was uh, willing to do because I knew I had a voice, and I knew that, uh, when you speak about manhood, uh, you, your voice has to be heard because once a man's voice is silenced, he's, he's no good anymore. You know what I mean? Since I was a young man, I watched my mom and my aunts emasculate the men that was around me, and they would always call me defiant because I didn't agree with that. Uh, I, I had something to say. You know what I mean? And uh, many times I would take a ass whooping uh, to verbalize that. You know what I mean? And as I began to get older, you know what I mean? I, I verbalized it more and more because I would sit around and my stepfather would be so emasculated himself by my mom, he wouldn't even talk to her. He would come outside and tell me his issue. And I thought that was quite weak for a man, and I thought it was quite lame because uh, this is somebody who's supposed to be a teacher for me. And if you're supposed to be a teacher for me, how are you coming out and talking to me about my mom to me? And you're supposed to be teaching me how to navigate these certain circumstances in life. You know, and I, I, I watched my mom manipulate him, and, and I watched him just just sit back quietly like a little puppy and just go sit down, you know what I'm saying, with misery in his face because he wasn't man enough to speak up and take his rightful position. You know what I mean? And and uh, that's something that I've seen uh, throughout my life, you know. It's a, it's a cold-blooded thing to watch somebody married to somebody who they don't even respect as a man and i'm not trying to be funny i'm not trying to be derogatory man i'm just telling you the realities of life man and 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 this is what i had to grow up and begin to understand because when you watch a man emasculated and watch the man be silenced and 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 my mom used to take me over to another guy's house 
for him to try to nurture me and 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 that was the crazy part because i was always thinking like now if this is your husband here why are you taking me sneaking not taking me but sneaking me over to another man's house to be nurtured by another man if you don't respect the man that you're married to enough to nurture your children and you know that he don't have the qualifications to nurture your children the way they need to be nurtured why are you married to him and then i realized that she was just married to him for chandeliers and to get her little trinkets in her house and all that because she didn't have respect for the man her damn self you know, and it was another facet to that because she wanted you to respect the man that she didn't respect. You know what I mean? And you have to look at the psychology behind that man because that was very confusing for me as a young man to watch a man, to watch a, a male be emasculated by a female. You understand me? <clears throat> and then you understand he end up pouting to me about his own self being emasculated, and then he he gonna try how are you gonna try to? <clears throat> Uh, 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 discipline me and try to teach me about manhood and you're not even a man yourself. The only way you're a man is when you drink and when you get drunk. Then you get drunk, you go out in the street and the, the neighbor's kids whoop your ass. You understand me? And, and then you go in the house and hide. You understand me? Because you a drunk, a slush head and the neighbors done kicked your ass. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and it's just a it's just a crazy thing to see, man. It's a crazy thing to see, man, because you know you're a kid, and you looking at this situation, and you're like, how am I gonna respect somebody that my mama don't even respect? And then how how why would I respect somebody that she don't even respect enough to nurture her own son? You know what I mean? I used to watch my mom run up down the street, man, and try to get me in the nurture me, and then hear that her husband is in the house, you know, and she would get in the car and say, he act just like a little kid. And then she could get out the car and gonna tell you to respect him. You see that shit? It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, even, even when I was a young man, my cousin tried to molest me and stick his dick in my ass, you know, and, and it was many years before <clears throat> I um, went and told my mom about it because as I was a kid, I never felt uh, protected. I never felt I had a home because I never was told I, I was loved. My mother never, my mother, my stepfather, nobody in the house ever told me or my sister that we were loved. But the crazy thing is they would kiss each other and tell each other that they love each other, but they never told the kids that. You know what I mean? It, that, that's the kind of fucked up dynamics that I grew up in. You know what I'm saying? And my mom would call me punks and shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I had a girlfriend would cry because my girlfriend would break up with me. She called herself making me tough. You see what I'm saying? And not knowing, you see what I'm saying, that you break a person's emotions and, 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 and their self-esteem like that. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and it was just crazy, man. It was just crazy, man. And the thing about it is, for me, the, the uh, as the years passed on, you know, that dynamic began to trickle down to my nephew and my nieces, man. And it began to affect, you could see it began to affect the other parts of the family, man. And I began to speak up about it. And like I say, you know, I would be called defiant <clears throat> because I spoke up about it. And I began to become very angry, you know, uh, because I was confused. You know, because, you know, back in the old days, they try to tell you you don't speak up. You know, if you speak, you 
talking back and stuff like that. So I was always confused, man, and I was angry because, you know, in my house here, you motherfuckers start an argument behind a damn 12 ounce Coca Cola. That's what I used to, that's what I was telling my daughter's mother. I said, it was crazy, man. Motherfucker arguing behind a goddamn can of Coke. The whole motherfucking house would blow up because you drank a fucking can of Coke. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> it was just fucking crazy, man. Yeah, and they just, whew.